This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, whether that's Rovers throwing in a drab nil-nil in the Championship or taking Newcastle all the way to a penalty shootout in the fifth round of the FA Cup, You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So, the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. When Cynthia came to TurboTax, she had just launched her new side gig, a true crime podcast. I'm a first-rate detective with a golden voice. As her TurboTax expert, I made her second income count by guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and her maximum refund. What did she do with that refund? Find out next week. Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Hello and welcome to this episode of the BRFCS podcast. We're going to be talking to a man from Aussie who now lives in Oz about life following Rovers Down Under. And we're also going to be getting an update from Lynn's Lewis, the Supreme Fundraiser, on her efforts to sponsor the whole of the Blackburn Rovers ladies football team. York Rovers would like to welcome you to the BRFCS.com podcast, covering the 2019-2020 Blackburn Rovers Championship campaign, hosted by Ian Herbert and joined by some very special guests. Don't forget to check out the forum here at BRFCS.com to continue the discussion. I'm always fascinated by how long-distance supporters keep in touch with the club, and so it's my great pleasure on this episode to welcome a man who's based these days in Brisbane, Australia. It's John Lee. So, John, uh, very warm welcome to the podcast. Uh, Tell us a little bit about you and your Blackburn heritage. I'd I'd love to know why Rovers, um, when did you first start going, and um, what's the story there, really? Yeah, I suppose initially I must apologise for a lack of an Australian accent. If people are expecting that, they're going to be sorely disappointed. Slightly Um, disappointing, I have to say. If you could put one on for at least one question, that'd be good. Uh, Maybe later on. (laughs) It depends how much I've had to drink, and it's a bit early in the day. It is. (laughs) Why... 
Rovers, there was never any choice, really. It's uh, handed down through generation to generation. It's one of those facts, and you know, it's been passed on to my kids as well, and my nieces and nephews. And uh, my niece works there now, and um, you know, while she's studying. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just a family tradition. Where, where are you from originally, then? Oswald Twistle, sorry. Yeah, okay. From, yeah. yeah, from Aussie. And yeah, my dad, both my uncles, we all used to sit together. Two of my uncles now sadly passed away, so just my dad remaining from that older generation. But yeah, we've seen sort of the older ones go out and the new ones come in. And it's um, on the riverside since it got reopened. But uh, prior to that was uh, enclosure, Darwin End and Blackburn End enclosure in the old style. You Back in the day, done virtually all four sides of the ground over time. Though. Yeah, yeah, and certainly during the redevelopment stages when bits were getting knocked down. So yeah, it was, uh, sat in the Darwin end for a while, and uh, and the Blackburn end. And uh, on Tuesday night, uh, went and sat in the Jack Walker upper for the Oldham game, which is uh, a bit of a roller coaster, but uh, everything ended okay. Yes, <laughs> very much a roller coaster. We may touch on that later on. I don't know. We we shall see. So uh, Australia, uh, we'll we'll go into wish you were here mode then. Now uh, mm. let's get us going to travel agents. <laughs> why yeah. why Australia? When? How long have you been out there? And and just make us all feel really really sick by just telling us how wonderful it is. Oh, you still it's it is wonderful, but you still got to work and pay bills. You know all that stuff doesn't go away. It's it's nice when you can do it with quite a bit of sunshine around the place and. Um, yeah, sometimes we don't have enough rain. That's a constant theme is that there's actually drought ridden through many areas of Australia and could do with a bit more rain, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so everything has its downside as well. But why Australia? Um, we first went out there back in my... Before we were married, my wife and I, Susan, we went and spent a year doing the backpacker sort of thing and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. And then came back, got mortgages, kids and jobs and everything and um, settled down. And then had one or two sort of trips back to see Susan has family in uh, in the Brisbane area, so we right. went a couple of times back to see them and yeah. reacquaint ourselves with some of the people we'd met from the when we spent the year there, and then got into the uh, discussion of should we go, shouldn't we go, and the, it was well, let's actually see whether we're qualified to go or not, and uh, we'll see whether we score sufficient points. And we went down that track and then found out that you only needed, at that stage, we went 16 years ago now, yeah. um, you only needed to do two years to get to your citizenship so you could get a passport and have dual nationality after just doing two years. Oh, right. So we thought, well, let's give it a go, two years, and if we don't like it, we can always come back. But yeah. it gives us a bit of a future options, and for the kids as well, they can make their own mind up as to where they want to be and uh, potential maybe retirement options for us. And, well, we're still there. <laughs> we're still there and really no signs of us permanently coming back. We yeah. try and come back sort of every two years yeah. for a holiday, mainly to see all the family and reconnect. It's um, not much of a holiday resort around Oswald Twistle. I keep looking for some golden oasis <laughs> of the place, but it doesn't, no. feature in many, doesn't feature in many brochures. Uh, my daughter works in the travel industry, and yeah, she struggles to find any reference at all to... Um, Oswald Twistle and any of the holiday plans that they put together. Yeah, it's 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 not probably not a destination I would recommend as a holiday. I mean, I used to I used no. to live in Oswald Twistle myself, so I've got great yep. fondness, and one of my sisters yep. still lives there. So I don't mean to disparage Oswald Twistle for anybody that's no, listening, no, no, but no, no. not the place that, <laughs> that you would be no. right at the forefront of uh, holiday no. destinations, I guess. No. But uh, yeah, I'm very much an Aussie boy, born and bred here and raised here. Went to Murren School and then Riddings and. Um, yeah, it's always an important part in my life, but we yeah, we just branched out to another Aussie now, and uh, absolutely you know, a bit good. of a different view. Yeah, my dog's called Aussie in uh, in honour of the uh, <laughs> place. <Yeah>. Fantastic. <laughs> 
Excellent. So, so, so you left in what 2003 that I'm taking 16 yes, years away from. Yes, so we won the league in 95, we won the League Cup in 2002, and then you mm-hmm. left. So basically... So it's the, all the, my fault. The fact that we've silverware since then is entirely down to you. So uh, if things get really desperate, we may need to bring you back, if that's okay. Yeah, maybe I could play centre-half. <laughs> yes. Well, we're getting back onto the Oldham game now, aren't we? <laughs> Before we know it. Yeah. So following Rover Summer Distance then, I, I guess in the last couple of years in particular, it's a lot easier than it was. But when you first oh. went out... No, uh, when we've it, it totally it's got harder more recently. When you're in the Premier League, everything's covered, and you can record even if a game's kicking off at three a.m. in the morning. You just press the button and you record, oh, okay. and you can get up and watch it the day after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Games now there's a lots of live streaming, but that means you need to be up live at three a.m. to watch it live, which yeah. is uh, it's not always uh, that easy. I tend to watch the day after, but then it's a away from the score so that you don't spoil the suspense and yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes with it so yeah it was we, once you drop out of the premier league you might as well just have stopped playing football according yeah. to the mass the mass media they're really not interested unless you're you know the leads of this world or something like that it's um, sky sports it's, leads yeah yeah and it's the same you know wherever you go they're all owned by uh, the same organization it gets, yeah, it's difficult. Um, so I follow is a bit of a mixed blessing in as much as it gives you the games, but not in the time period that, that you that's want. That's right, yeah. So do, how, do, how does it work for you guys then? Do you, do you literally only see it live or can you can you subscribe and watch at any point? Um, you can subscribe and watch at any point. Right. Yeah. Right, so as you say, then the thing is yeah. about avoiding the score. That's right, yeah. Do, and do some of, what, like if there's a live game... Yeah. If there's a live game being shown here, then it will inevitably be shown live in Australia as well. Yeah. It's, um, yeah so if, when we're playing Leeds, etc., um, whole games live, isn't it? I think on it TV. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that'll be on. Um, so you'll be able to record that and either stay up through the night, depending on what the time it falls at, or pick it up later on. And uh, as you said, we're likely allowed to avoid the score. But with social media, that must make yes. you feel that you're you're closer to it. Absolutely, yeah. I'm avid on Twitter. I'm always on the thing. <laughs> so during the night, um, sometimes although you say oh, I'm going to go to bed, and that you just you keep, keep scrolling, picking it up. Yeah, yeah. The phone's <laughs> next to the bed. <laughs> you just keep picking it up and have a look and see what's going on. And it's good. There's so many different opinions as to. So it's one of the things I miss is like, after the um, Oldham game, my dad and I went down and had a drink for a while, and we were there well, sort of twelve o'clock ish, uh, talking with other people about all the different opinions and so yeah. on. And that's just something that you really, it's irreplaceable. You just don't get that. Although there's a few, are always fans out around the Brisbane area, a couple of dozen of us all together. Oh, really? It's very, it's, um, and we do our best to get together every now and then, but it's not something you can do yeah. on a regular basis. It's, um, yeah. Brisbane's you have to make sure they all listen to this episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most Australian cities, it's quite, spread out they're not a compact city there's a lot of room so yeah we live for about 15 or 20 minutes drive to get into the center of Brisbane. so it's hard to just get everybody together to corral them yeah so we do it when there's an event that falls at the right time but yeah it's sorry it's that after game sort of dissection and discussion and the drunkenness just just the whole social thing well, I think Twitter can be like that, and certainly the forum. Right, yeah. In the first yeah, two hours after um, after the yeah. final whistle, I'd, I'd liken Twitter in many respects uh, uh, to being a sort of like a virtual pub, 
Yeah. That there's always somebody in there that uh, you think, oh, God, not him again. There's always yeah. somebody in there that you think, oh, he's really interesting. I'd like to listen to him. Yeah. Or, or yeah. there's somebody else that's sort of like droning on and on. <laughs> yeah. Same yeah. Also. Yeah. Much like any tap room or, in, or any bar. Absolutely. Yeah. The great thing about Twitter, I guess, is that you can curate the people that go into your bar, <laughs> at least. So you yeah. can put a few yeah. on mute and so they go, I'll come back to you in an hour's time. It's a bit like yeah. walking out yeah. of one room and sitting in a different yeah. room. But what, what I enjoy as well, though, is a lot of the, like my, my dad's age, his generation, um, who aren't on the twi- the Twitters, um, but they've got such good, because it, it leads on to stories as well and reminiscing and, you know, I'm telling you all the other stuff as well. So it's, uh, yeah, a lot, just a social thing. Yeah. And I, you know, I suck yeah. it up like a sponge while I'm here. I suppose when you're here, it's just, oh, yeah, it's the old folks going on again. But when you're absent from it and you come back, it's like, oh, yeah, this is really good. <laughs> I'm enjoying. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's very good. Fantastic. So, back in the UK, then, what what are mm. what are the differences? Well, first of all, I guess around Ozzle Twistle and Blackburn, what are the things that you've noticed that have changed? But mm. what, what's the what's the biggest difference in seeing the team in the flesh versus watching it over the screen? What are the things that surprise you, positively or negatively? To the surroundings, I hate to be really pessimistic, but I. I'm just really disappointed in all the old architecture and stuff that just keeps getting knocked down and replaced by sort of temporary <clears throat> aluminium and glass and yeah. brick facade stuff. And Because uh, you know, while we're here, we take the opportunity and have a drive out through the Ribble Valley and the Drop yeah. Valley. See all these wonderful, wonderful places. And, um, you know, went through Downham and been to Skipton and, and Accrington and Blackman and Oswald Twistle as well. It's just, well... We don't need this anymore. We'll knock it down. And I jokingly was saying to one of my friends, if Clitheroe was in Hindburn, the castle would have been long gone. <laughs> that wouldn't have had a chance. So we don't need that anymore. Let's get rid of it. The maintenance costs are too high. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll turn to business. What about yeah. the team then? What about watching the Rovers in the flesh? I've struggled a little bit with um, the first team. Um, I saw, I went to Blackpool for the pre-season game and Bury for the pre-season game and it's chopped and changed. That's been one of the disappointments for him getting political maybe is that we've had a really poor pre-season I yeah. think the preparation for it has been the, the level of opposition hasn't yeah. been what it should be yeah. and just the chop and change there's no consistently level saying this is our best team let's go and play it and I know that incoming transfers have a little bit to do with that I don't think the best 11 is still known really um, we'll maybe see this coming Saturday if it's a little, well it must be settled now because the window's closed well, so I think picking his 11 from the squad's going to be interesting because yeah, there's no doubt Danny Graham coming on uh, midweek, him and Dak have an understanding that isn't replicated with anybody else in that team. That's right. Yeah, uh, watching the way that he plays with, I think Dak's a better player when Graham's on there. Definitely. Yeah, so they seem to come as two bookends that we can't do without uh, without one or the other. So, who's who's the most impressive player in the flesh of the games that you've seen? Who's the one that you've that's caught your eye and made you think, oh yeah, there's something there? Well, I think Dak had a ordinary pre-season games that I went to watch him didn't really do much but when he came on and again it's only Oldham which is fair enough but he just lit the place up and made things start to happen and I haven't seen a lot of Bradley Dak in the flesh the last time I was over here was uh, the relegation season when Owen Coyle was uh, still I was going to say in charge, but I don't think he was ever in charge. <laughs> no, should I? His name <laughs> yeah. was on the office door. Yeah, yeah. Lennon played that day and got sent off uh, one of the games at Barnsley, if I remember How rightly. Was that, that one? Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of vitriol at the yes. final whistle round yeah. by the tunnel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I went to that one and uh, Huddersfield away as well was another game. Whilst I was here. So there's been quite a few changes and I haven't seen many of the players now that are playing in the flesh. So it's first time for quite a few of them. Um, yeah. Dak. 
yeah, I'd, I'd heard about him, and you see bits on the TV and so on, and yeah, he looks pretty decent. I don't know if he's good as everybody's raving on saying he's a fifteen million pound player. I think that if somebody just bought, it's it's that Danny Graham influence in him that yeah. sometimes makes him look a great player. And if you yeah. don't have Danny Graham, then he's Dak a lesser player. Well, certainly in the um, in the promotion season, uh, Dak that's where he founded his reputation. But he, he and Graham started to form an understanding. Yeah. Last yeah. season, I think he blew he blew hot and cold. I think there's no doubt that the the step up meant that he didn't have quite as much time on the ball, but also he was a marked man. I think every yeah, yeah. every opponent knew yeah. that if he got to Bradley Dak, you turned off a lot of our creativity. Okay. Uh, I'm hoping that this season, with the benefit of uh, of his experiences, he'll he'll blossom. Whether yeah. he's a fifteen million pound player or not, uh, I'm somewhat yeah. sceptical. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I must admit, and I think your point about him and him and Graham is is well made. Trying to find. <clears throat> whether it's Gallagher or Brereton or whatever, to, to partner him and bring out of him and him bring out the best of the others is going to be probably Mowbray's biggest single challenge this season because having spent yeah. 12 million quid on Brereton and Gallagher, yeah. kind of got to make one of them work at least. So both of them, Brereton played against Oldham and Gallagher obviously played against uh, Charlton on the opening day and they were all right. Neither of them massively impressed me as sort of multi-million pound players. Though. No. But, you know, they're getting a bit of stick at the moment, and I think that's just because of the price tag, but they seem to be pretty decent players, and uh, time will tell. That's the, the, the great test, is uh, yeah. how you go over the back of the season. Over yeah, I think it's, it's always very dangerous to, to draw conclusions after just one or two games, but inevitably yeah. football yeah. fans do that, because we're football fans. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you, you're looking, we're always, I think, Blackburn in particular, looking for when we bought a centre forward called Alan Shearer and he came in and after like 15 or 20 minutes he thought, yeah, this lad's a good one. In fact, he's yeah. very good. And by 90 minutes, yeah. in fact, he's possibly one of the best five centre forwards in the world, yeah. But uh, the initial reaction for me was, oh, why why do we let Speedy go? Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't think you're alone what? in that. After the yeah. Yeah, well, that was one of my biggest disappointments. Well, you know, yeah. he might be good, but, you know, Speedy, I mean, come on. You know, he can't be better than him, can he? Yeah, well, just, just one of my early prognostications that... <laughs> Proves how little I know about football. Yeah. I also, I, every opportunity I get, I go and watch the the kids whether they're playing at Brock Hall. I also went to Leyland on Monday night, and uh, the under twenty threes played against all, uh, Arsenal. Yeah, that was three penalties, um, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And at the time, you're thinking, "Oh, that's a bit harsh." But when you come back and reflect a bit, I suppose it's some because they had quite a few young defenders in because Platt and uh, Grayson. We earmarked for the first team yeah. for the following day, so there's young defenders playing some sort of naive mistakes. The first penalty, the keeper saved it, but he spilled it. Yeah, he was really good. Jack Vale, I've seen him a few times now while I've been back, and uh, he just continues to impress playing up front. Yeah, Stefan Moles, another one who seems like he's... It does seem sort of... like that assembly line is running again. I, yeah. I, I, the only pre-season game I got to go to was the, the Mansfield one, and the young Danny right. Butterworth played in that. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he buzzes around, and I do like that. He's, yes. he's, not, yeah. the, he's not the most imposing physical presence. Mm-hmm. Um, very very much like Speedy, I think you would sort of say. You know, I'm, I'm guessing maybe 5'8", five, 5'9", five, but very lively and very yeah. light yeah. on his toes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he, he definitely has something about him. I think young John Buckley has something about him as well. He yes, seems to glide yeah. majestically over the turf, and I think it, it, with just a, another season's experience under his belt, I think next year he could be one to come to the fore. Yeah. I did yeah. feel sorry for him in the Charlton game, being thrown in. Yeah, do something, we're losing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What yeah. Brereton must yeah. have thought, Lord alone knows. How they handle the step-up, coming out of the um, the youth set-up or the, the academy set-up, and that it seems like it's a way bigger jump 
than maybe we realise. Yeah, um, we certainly saw that on, on Tuesday, I think. Yeah. I, I would have hoped, expected that the two centre-backs, young guys, would have been all over that against, you know, an admittedly lower... I think it's a physicality, like isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, it's it's yeah. just just that old old pros will will you know will love to bully a young mm. opponent yeah. and sort of impose themselves and see and it's it, it then it depends on their character and how they respond to that. Yes, yeah. um, but it's it is a big step up. But I think the I think the assembly line there is, is as I say is starting to roll again. So hopefully. We'll see some more youth products coming through into the first team. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, lastly, then, John, um, dare we ask how much have you spent in the club shop? What are you, what are you taking back to Australia? Are you, have you been taking orders on behalf of your fellow Aussie Rovers fans? I've spent very, very little because that'll be apart from Shame the playing kit. Well, apart from the playing kit, I, it's got to be. I don't think that there's any real good quality merchandise in there. I was a bit disappointed, underwhelmed. By what they have to offer in the shop, I went in fully intent of you know having yeah, a splurge and credit and card melting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you look at some of the stuff and it's like, yeah, I don't know. The big thing last season, and I think they still got, got them this season, is the walkout jackets. Yes, yeah, they they flew don't, off We the don't shelves. need them. Don't of course them, not. <laughs> <laughs> We're living in a different climate, and um, yeah, a lot of the sort of nicer gear, some of the knitwear and so on, it's just not appropriate for of course where, where yes, we live yes. and uh, the rain gear and so on, which you know it looks nice, but. Yeah, first team. I'm now at an age where I, where I don't wear any football shirts and got well beyond that. Yeah, so I ended up getting a couple of t-shirts and uh, yeah. a few different stickers for in the cars and air fresheners and all that sort of stuff. So you yeah. can proclaim and uh, yeah, carry the message wherever you go to try and. Make it. You have to try and get them to uh, do a special Australian fan range of flip flops, <laughs> speedos, and excuse yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See what we can do. Well, John, listen, it's, it's been lovely chatting with you. I'm glad you've Thank enjoyed you. your time over in the UK. I hope you, you're going to the Borough game on Saturday, I take it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that'll yeah. be uh, the last one. We fly back on Monday. Hopefully you can um, you can fly back with three points in in the back pocket because it's it's been a bit of a shaky start, I think, to say. Well, but, uh, yeah, well, I'll be there playing my part to try and get those three points in. I'll, good man. Uh, make my contribution excellent well thank you for giving up your time i hope you enjoy the rest of your time in the uk and uh, mm-hmm. as i say spread the word about the podcast down under let's get absolutely let's yeah. get all 20 people in brisbane listening to this <laughs> yeah and there's heaps of us throughout australia to be good if we we've tried many times to have a sort of a fan group the brisbane uh, Blackburn Rovers Australian New Zealand supporters group yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a website and uh, there's twitter groups and so on if um Anybody wants to get in touch or anything at all, um, whether it's people visiting Australia who just want somebody to have a drink with, or yeah, yeah. you know, people are moving over. Lots of kids come over doing their sort of uh, two-year now yeah, holiday yeah. backpacking thing. Then there is a friendly community dotted out throughout all the states. If you get in touch with us, then uh, there's always somebody ready to have a yarn with you, and maybe help you point you in the right direction with one or two things as well. That's fantastic. Thanks once again, John. Much appreciated. Thanks, Ian. Thank you. So uh, on the line, I have Fundraiser Supreme. Um, Linz, you, you had an idea earlier this week, and, well, things have gone a bit nuts since then. Would you like to tell us about your week in a nutshell? Um, I've had about four hours sleep. I've sent more tweets than I think I've ever sent in my life, and that says something. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we've created something really wonderful and, and exciting. So just on the off chance that there's somebody listening who doesn't know what this week has uh, 
consisted of for you. Would you like to explain what your initial objective was and where we've got to? Okay, so we, myself, Lucy and Holly, discussed it two or three months ago probably when we went out for drinks. Um, So for people that don't know, Lucy and Holly were part of the International Women's Day podcast and are two of my best friends at Rovers and discussed whether we could raise funds to sponsor one of the women. But we didn't know at that time how much it was. Um, And then some literature came out to say it was £250 to sponsor one of the Rovers ladies players. And I ummed and ahed for a little bit about whether it was something I wanted to do. And that wasn't because I didn't think the appetite was there to support the women it was just because I didn't really know if I was the right person to give it a go so Sunday afternoon came and um, I was watching Orange is the New Black in my pajamas there's a lovely image for everybody and I thought <laughs> no I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try so the initial tweet went out at about six o'clock on Sunday evening to say would 25 Rovers fans give 10 pounds each to sponsor one of the Rovers ladies players and since then, I'm just looking at the Just Giving page. Would you like to update everyone? Um, so, I mean, I haven't seen it in the last five or ten minutes, but I think we are we have enough funds to sponsor 15 of the ladies now. So the squad as it stands is 16 ladies, and we have enough to sponsor 15 of them for the 1920 season. So it's around... 3,750-ish the last time I checked. It's a little bit more than that now, so let me give you the bang up-to-date figure. So, yeah, your initial target was £250. We are at £3,805, which by my arithmetic means that if we can get another £195, then, as you say, we've sponsored all 16 members of the Rovers ladies team. Yeah. So that's not a bad return in five days, if I may say so. Yeah, it's um, it's really, it's just exploded. It's been insane. Um, and if anybody hasn't heard about it, I would be really surprised because I do feel like it's taken over my life and everybody else's. So you know, if people have unfollowed me, I apologise. But it's been, <laughs> it's been phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. So it, let's let's assume then then that some some nice people will listen to this and it gets us to the four thousand pounds barrier. If we go beyond that. What what happens to any surplus funds? Have you got any ideas about what, what we might do? Yeah, so it's it's all gonna go to the ladies. Um, that's definite. So there's there's lots of things to consider. Um and the lovely people at Rovers have been helping me negotiate how to spend it. Um so although everybody's given their ten pounds, a lot of people have said with that, Lynn's just do what you want, which is quite daunting to be honest. So people have very much left it to me to decide how it's spent. So what I want to do and what the collective group of fans want to do is firstly sponsor all of the women. And obviously yeah. there may be additions to the squad. So we may need to look at that. And then after that, ideally, we want to try and encourage more people to go and watch the women. So my thoughts are that the mascot packages are £25, which I think is incredibly reasonable. And with that, you get uh, two adult and two children tickets, obviously access to the players. So we would like to buy as many mascot packages as possible and then give them to youngsters, be it at football clubs, schools or children or families who perhaps couldn't afford to go go get them access let them have some fun and and hopefully become fans of the ladies and and the men's team and 
go from there really is the idea that sounds absolutely terrific well there are, there are <clears throat> excuse me there are 269 people that have uh, subscribed so far so yeah. as i say we need uh, another 195 to to cover the squad but if we get more than that then as lynn says um it will go to a good cause it will go to 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 young people to get involved and just generally raise the profile but if those 269 supporters i know some of them are actually based abroad so but if we all turned up to one game that would be quite something, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Um, so I think, you know, I just have to remind myself that we're only five days in and I genuinely have no plan with this. Um, you know, my thoughts were if 25 people were kind enough to give me £10, it was going to be a very simple thing to do. And actually 269 people have given nearly £4,000 and it's just trying to work out how to spend that. So first and foremost, it benefits the women, but then also it needs to benefit the community. And I think actually what's lovely is the people that have given don't really want any benefit from it. You know, yeah. pretty much everybody yeah. has said, just make sure, you know, you have some fun with it and the ladies get to enjoy it and that the community benefits from it. And I personally think it's something really, really special. And I'm so excited and I'm so proud that so many people have got involved with it. And that is testament to what the girls have done. They're so successful. They're so nice. They're so engaged on social media. So many people have said so many nice things about them. It's their money. It's because of their success. It just happens to be that I'm gobby and, you know, I've (laughs) I've tweeted a lot and people have got behind it. But it is about these women and and we can't lose sight of that. No, there have been one of the amazing success stories, I think, of, of the club holistically certainly have, but we the, like winning you know it's great winning's lovely this is just um, um, this has just tapped into a seam though hasn't it as you say it's, it's just it's almost like you've taken the cork out of the bottle and the genie has emerged and lo and behold there's all this uh, goodwill which i just think is absolutely fantastic it really is i think it's lovely to see that side of social media as well yes um, i think you know yes we we have some negative experiences sometimes, um, but also we have some really, really positive ones. And we chuck this Rovers family or this Rovers community kind of words around. But actually, to me, that is something. I do feel part of a family. I do feel part of a community. And the fact that, you know, 269 people have trusted me with their money to invest in our amazing women is is fantastic um and the women are the ladies players are so so grateful and rovers as a club couldn't have been any more supportive either and i think that's really reassuring to know that they're behind it no that's great to hear that really is because you, you, you hope that if you do these things it uh, it taps into the consciousness so just just lastly then uh, as a result of all this sponsorship that means we, we the collective as it were gets access to various season tickets and match day tickets and all sorts of goodies like that any thoughts as to what's going to happen with those can they be used to raise any more money or so my thoughts initially are that we again are going to give some of those away so we're going to have to local football clubs and to local schools those tickets available Mm -hmm. all season for them to distribute as they want to Um, and I think some of the others are going to be used amongst some of the people that have donated who have already kind of messaged me and said oh I've never been to a Rovers game or I'm going to take my little one or I'm going to whatever so I think you know that's a quite nice way of saying to those people that have donated thank you and here's a ticket I think it's really important to mention as well that if people don't want to give to the sponsorship actually the ladies ticket prices are incredible reasonable so if you're trying to go and watch a game 
it's a lot cheaper to go to the ladies than it is to the men's. It's £20 if you're a Rovers season ticket holder to be a ladies season ticket holder. Uh, it's £40 if you're a non-season ticket holder. And it's £50 for a family season ticket. Um, so which is still a lot of money, but compared to what you would pay to go and watch the men, um, if you're looking for a way into football and to see if your little ones like it, then the ladies may be the way to go gateway drug to get them into the club absolutely <laughs> yeah get them hooked but as you sort of say it's it's a low risk i know a lot of people go and watch the under 23s as far as i'm concerned this is just another team that represents blackburn rovers football club um and so they they are more than worthy more than deserving of our support and this this is absolutely terrific so lynn's um <laughs> onwards and upwards i suppose <laughs> the next campaign is to to raise money to buy a center back for the men's team is that uh I mean, would he just be played at right back anyway? <laughs> um, I'm not sure. Um, I'm. I know. I said I was retiring from podcasting. I'm 100% retiring from fundraising when this is done. But... Yeah, I believe that. I see it as well. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it's it's been absolutely wonderful, um, and I'm very very thankful to people. But yeah, the message is that people can still donate. Can I plug the Just Giving? You can indeed. Right? Absolutely. Um, so obviously, I'm at Lynn's Lewis fifteen on Twitter, and it's literally all I've tweeted about for five days. So people will find it on there if they want to. Um, and the Just Giving is www.justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunding forward slash rovers ladies we've asked people to chuck in a tenner some people have chucked in less some people have chucked in a lot more i'm happy for people to contribute whatever they can afford just so they feel part of, of something really special of course and i think there's also well i know there is also a thread set up on um, com as well so if you go on there and go on the message board uh, there's also further details in there just in case you didn't catch it on the pod Linz, thank you once again uh, for contributing to a podcast this is probably about the 114th podcast you've done since you announced your retirement from podcasting <laughs> so uh, more comebacks than frank sinatra and status quo there we go thanks also i'm sure on behalf of the ladies for uh, this fabulous fundraising and uh, we look forward to seeing what happens and we look forward to regular updates during the season yep promise thank you so much ian marvelous thanks Lynn. thanks everyone for listening let's be played out now by the boys from the symmetry The power of a podcast, it's always in the edit, my friend. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Sports Social Podcast Network. Are you the creative type? And you already know lots of cool things Photoshop can do, like create eye-popping images for social and gorgeous graphics for T-shirts and posters. But did you also know it can instantly turn a gray sky into a fiery sunset, change black and white to color in a click, or make anything in your photo magically disappear? Maybe you're wondering, can anyone use Photoshop to take images from ordinary to amazing? Nope. Everyone can. Visit Photoshop.com and get started for free. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.